favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Go. I think green bean casserole. I've been thinking. I've been thinking hard. I'm going to go with corn casserole. The correct Ooh, answer is nice. mac and cheese. Get your freaking casseroles out of my face. Mac and cheese is so heavy. But mac and cheese is delicious. And anybody that thinks differently, you suck. Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks that's gather around for the best sports talk in town. You got our host, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Word to your mother. What's that's right? What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to yet another episode. Another one. Gosh, this is almost this is almost getting We're old back. at this point. Jeez. We're back. Another episode. Episode 34. That's a three with an F-O. If you're paying attention at home. Episode 34. It is the evening of November 23rd, 2021. It is your usual gang. Nobody subject to any kind of curse that may or may not, but probably exists. We'll get to that later. But I am your boy, owner of Team Fairlife, Chris Mitchum. And we got the usual gang. We got the owner of the Mixon administration, Tim Raider. Hey, how's it going, man? And the question you're all waiting for, answered by your own Carson Wentz guru, Aaron Hunt. Did Carson Wentz suck penis this week? He certainly did not. And the whole Colts team did not against the Buffalo Bills. Cold, just cold, cold. domination station, 41 to 15. What Love to see that. What a win. There is not a week where I've been so bent over, but also in a good mood than I am <laughs> this week. Thank you. Sorry about you. Thank you, Tim. Again, yes, thank you for tuning in. You may have noticed something different when you clicked on the podcast this week. That's right. The logo that you've all been waiting for is here in all of its blue and red and white glory with a nice golden shiny nut on it. Oh. Everybody's chasing that nut, man. Everybody wants it. That way, every single time you click on the podcast, it's just right there, all shiny, looking at you. You need that nut. I want you to do everything you can to get that nut. I wonder, I wonder if Stretch is counting down his days with the nut yet. Does he even know where it's at? <laughs> That's a good question, too. <laughs> I think we can all agree, though, that the nut is going to go to someone else. Amen. All right. It is our it is our last episode before Turkey Day, so happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys out there. Be safe. Uh, definitely looking forward to it more than last year with all the COVID crap, and you could oh, yeah. go hug grandma. Now, if you're vaccinated, you can go hug grandma. So, uh, yeah, get there. Be with your families. Play this over Thanksgiving dinner if you want. I'm sure it would be a big hit. Can we revisit the mac and cheese, please, just real quick? You chose mac and cheese. Uh, Is mac and cheese even the Thanksgiving side? I'm five years old, so yeah, I did choose mac and cheese. All right. Anybody that's like a craft box. Everybody's like, oh, mac and cheese isn't like good. It's like, of course it's freaking good. All right. The big question is, does it belong? And I think it does. Corn casserole, green bean casserole, mashed potatoes. Yeah, stuffing, you know, like there's so many other sides that are just Thanksgiving sides. I I do mess with some green bean casserole, though. Linda makes some great green bean casserole. You love to hear it. 
I think I, I think I told this to Aaron earlier, but I want something to, that we do over the off season to be we bring moms on. I want to bring moms on the pod. This league moms. Yes, we could we could we could do cool acronyms like the one that's I'm not going to say on this podcast, but we can think of one that has to do with moms <laughs> and fancy football. <laughs> <laughs> Use your imagination, kids. We uh, all know it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> For you on the show today, week 11 review. There was some big, big results that we're going to get into. A standings update. Things got a bit more interesting in one division, while another division kind of got out of hand, and we'll get into that. The all-important power rankings, uh, a couple commissioner announcements, and then a week 12 preview. How are these games going to be looking while we're all demolishing some turkey legs? We're going to find that. Before we do that drink of the week, it is the second straight week with a high noon for Chris. Watermelon flavor this week. So refreshing, so delicious. Trying to crank them out before winter comes. Because is, is, it, is it acceptable to drink a high noon in winter? I mean, I grilled burgers tonight. I was feeling, feeling the summer vibes. So that's a yes. Yeah, I accept it. I'm happy about it. Marketing question. Marketing question. Why don't they have dark cans called High Midnights yet? And they're like whiskey based? Or or Ooh. I'm thinking they have like a little bit of Red Bull, you know, an energy drink mixed in with them. High Midnight? Ooh. Huh? Huh? Well, I mean, High yeah. Noon. Oh, so it's called, I'll try to show the camera noon, or camera here, High Noon Sun Sips. You were looking, literally looking at high midnight moon sips, sips, moon, yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, you keep you keep it along the same lines, but yeah. you know, midnight and it's in a dark can. I think the whiskey base is a good idea. I think that's a good idea. I'll send an email. All right, Tim, what are you drinking on, man? Oh, it's you know, I've I've, I've been dearly holding on to these. Some oh, they're here. Java Ooh. Mac. Also, Midnight Choir released today. Son, yes. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I had, had to recoup there. It's just there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in my ear there. Aaron, what are yeah. you drinking on, man? I've got the uh, Barton's Bourbon Cream Liqueur. Mm. It's a sad day though because it's my last drink of it. I have absolutely tore through it. It's I'm gone. sad for you. That stuff's so good. I know. It's I'm not trying even, to make mine last. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. Ooh. Do I take that to Thanksgiving, give it to like my grandparents, and they're like, oh my God, this is, yeah. Holy yeah. God. I'm going to be the favorite grandchild this year. Let's go. Nice. Week 11, if there's one, if there's, well, not one word, if there's one phrase I can say about this week was, you had your winners, holy crap, your winners, freaking won and your losers really freaking lost and there was not a lot of in between there not a ton of close matchups this week uh you had a lot of people really stamp their authority as the top teams of the league i think we were going to get into that certainly not starting with our first matchup and of course i'm talking about don and team don perignon coming in this one at five and five taking on hayden and country roads take Mahomes at two and eight. Yeah, and I think I think Don was four and six coming into this one with a slight little correction. But as I said Bobby. last week, coming in, he was win or go home mode. Don fighting for a playoff spot, you know, needs to take care of a lesser opponent. 
and boy, he gets it done. 117 to 98. Don on the back of Aaron Rodgers. That man threw four touchdowns, almost 400 yards. Um, that was a really nice Aaron Rodgers game for Don to watch. Uh, and especially considering, I'll do the point thing I did last week. The rest of his lineup, you see six, seven, three, four, three. And on top of Aaron Rodgers, he does get to ride Chris Godwin and Terry McLaurin, 19 and 21 points, respectfully. Um, gets down to about, you know, the, the 120 target of a, an average good week. So 117 is not that bad. But like I said, other than those guys, you know, not much going well right now. He's still got a lot of guys out. You know, uh, Marquise Brown went down with an injury, and then he got sick with Lamar Jackson's flu or whatever bug they've got going on over there. Elijah Mitchell with the finger. Um, but he did get back Damian Harris and Miles Sanders this week. But none of his guys really did much this week outside of those three. So it was a good week to be playing Hayden. And uh, that is seven losses in a row for those counting at home seven after starting two and two can't catch a break Patrick Mahomeless shows up again (laughs) you know just begging for money 6.5 points just a a poor showing after last week you thought maybe he turned I thought they were back I thought they were back and Dallas's defense gives gives up points they give up points to quarterbacks and they just couldn't do it the Chiefs just didn't look right Again, so, you know, maybe they got to go back to the well and figure out what's really going on. Uh, other other places for Hayden, you know, James Conner scored another touchdown, 21 points. Jalen Waddle with a nice eight catches gets 20 points. Um, obviously missing Cooper Cup on by. And then both of his Denver receivers, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, props to them for getting the bag uh, this week. But, you know, surprisingly, I'll say this with a lot of sarcasm, surprisingly, the three tight end lineup did not score over 100 points. Yes, you heard me right. That is tight end oh. Tyler Conklin and two flex Why am I just now week. noticing that? Oh, that Pat is Fryermuth disgusting. And Cole Komet. Three tight end lineup. <laughs> wow. I I saw that. I mean, like, it's just, of course, you know, you, get, you got the guys on by, you got some guys out, but still, like, three tight ends is disgusting. Um, like I said, so Don five and six now, one game back in the playoff race, one game back. I I will say real quick in Hayden's defense, he had quite a few people on by, so probably tough to get a respectable lineup out there with what he was working with. Yeah, and I one positive I think Don can take from this game is that that receiving core, man, you know. Chris Godwin twenty five, Terry McLaurin twenty six. Would you guys have? Would you guys have guessed Godwin's younger than McLaurin? By the way, I would not have guessed that. I would not. I honestly would have put McLaurin at like twenty three. Same. I did not know he was twenty six. He came into the league at twenty four. That's nuts. Anyways, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, that's what you can expect from them going forward. Not only this year, but I think for years to come. You know, just twenty pieces from both of them. You'll take that any day. I mean, from, from your receiver, so that's great. And if you can, you know, maybe rely on uh, Antonio Gibson and might be like a resurgence of Michael Carter again. Maybe not this year, but I think there's some positive to take away there. If you are Don, including a win this week again, the final score oh, yeah. there was one seventeen to ninety eight. 
Hayden being sent on a seven-game losing streak, and Dong moves to five and six. The next matchup was one that we all had lots of hopes and dreams about being a clash of the Titans high-scoring slug affair. And ultimately, really, one team showed up. And yes, I'm talking about your boy, Chris, and Team Fairlife coming into this one at 8-2, and two, taking on Tim and the Mixon administration, who was at 6-4, and four, a battle in the Cadoba division. A battle indeed. And I think I'd be remiss if I didn't start this preview, or review, rather, of this matchup by just talking about Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> literally nut like oh my gosh dude goodness sakes this guy is just all the drops an absolute beast um kind of makes you wonder why i mean sorry sorry what kind of makes you wonder why uh the colts took so long to get him this many touches you know fair question but 32 carries, 180-plus yards, four touchdowns on the ground, another one through the air, five-touchdown performance. They just rode him the whole way, and I think that that is a formula for success as a Colts fan, but, you know, for fantasy as well. I'm not ready to anoint Jonathan Taylor as the overall number one running back in Dynasty, but he's number two. Uh, yeah, he's still, number one. I Who's still, your number one? I still put McCaffrey above Same, same. Nah. But he is absolutely amazing and a force to be reckoned with. Uh, 50 points that will win you a week single handedly. Be surprised or you know, shocked if somebody got that point total from one person and couldn't come out with the victory. Um, moving on uh, to some other aspects of this Swift and Mixon, they were hot. Consistent production from them looks like a sure thing for the rest of the season. They combined for almost 50 points. And I talked to Tim about this before the pod started where, uh, you know, I think there's room for improvement is just the wide receiver room at the moment. They need to show up for him, but there's some reasons. Russ needs to come back to full health. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is banged up. Joe Burrow didn't play necessarily well the last couple weeks. So I think if some of those factors that don't even really involve the talent of his receivers, if they get right, I think Tim's going to be looking like a force to be reckoned with. For Chris, uh, again, another week of low outputs from guys. I think you're you're like, okay, come on. You need to be more consistent than this. I mean, Michael Pittman, we're expecting him to be a wide receiver too at least every week now. That was pretty disappointing. I know that the game script was Jonathan Taylor all the way, but, I mean, he didn't even get five points. So uh, pretty pretty disappointing there. Saquon coming back, also pretty disappointing. Um, Keenan Allen had a solid 20, so I feel like that trade is continuing to prove that it was vital. Great piece to add for playoff time. But, uh, you know, I'm not really concerned yet with Chris's team, but I'm starting to see a trend of, man, those point totals just really aren't there the last few weeks. So hopefully he gets some pop games from his guys going forward because I think when you play a guy like Tim and he has people that are capable of, going off like Jonathan Taylor did he's going to need him but nonetheless Tim wins convincingly 152 to 105 yeah I got a shout out Dak Prescott for getting me a nice 0.6 points in my quarterback position nice 
So, yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun to watch in the four o'clock games as I get out to a huge lead. And then all of a sudden my projections start to dwindle. Uh, but then Waller goes off against Cincinnati and Mixon gets two touchdowns. Uh, Swift got a late touchdown. So it's really, it's a pleasing sight when you can overcome a less than one point performance with a quarterback. And then it could have been worse for Chris. I had Brandon Ayuk in the lineup who was looking hot again. Um, but you know, the process of having Jeff Wilson, 19 carries and two targets, you know, 21 touches. I think I would have put that in the lineup over Ayuk seven targets all day. So I'll, uh, I'll take the win here. Well, you know what? I know we just talked about Tim whooping me. It wasn't even the biggest whooping of the week. And like Tim, as I was looking through this matchup, trying to find something like I have something that I have better than you and, and I, I had the best receiver on the week. Like, you suck at receiver, and you should really try to improve that. And I don't expect – I don't know how you expect to compete at the top without a receiver that doesn't get you over 20 tough. points, dude. Like, no, your team's pathetic, man. Like, just go ahead and – go ahead and just, you know, call it quits, man. Like, just I'll take Jonathan – Say you're jealous, man. Just say I'll take you're Jonathan Taylor, all right? You can just give it to a Colts fan. Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, one, two. That'd be pretty hot. Be a fan favorite. Um, but no, I got whooped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of Aaron hit it right on the head. It's I have a lot of guys in there that you see that it's like, okay, here we go. And they just didn't show up. I mean, I, I'm not really concerned yet. <laughs> um, it's kind of starting to remind me of my team last year a little bit, which concerns me. Um, I'm getting away with a lot of these low, low output, big names, yeah. low output kind of stuff. So Tim put the whooping on. I think he rightfully probably established himself, although not with the best record, probably the favorite coming out of the Cadoba division. It'll be interesting to see if I continue to slip up and if he continues to be hot, if he can somehow challenge for that first week by. We're going to move on to the next matchup here. And it was an important one with a lot of playoff implications. We had Kyle Stretch, and what is his team's name? Matt Ryan sucks, <laughs> which, wow, he does. Um, at five and five coming into this one, and he was taking on a Clayton team off of a W. Let's go. He's coming in at three and seven. Tim, was this one good or yeah? Yeah, was it? it? Not not a bad okay. fantasy game. This okay. was kind of fun to watch, you know. Uh, Stretch, you know, continues to need to win. He's chasing these victories, he needs them like a fish needs water. Came in at 500, only one game ahead of Don in playoff rankings. Um, and luckily for him, he did take care of business against the two-headed monster of Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Moore. Uh, that is 114 to 99. Stretch takes the dub. Uh, start on Clayton's side of things. You know, Tannehill in the quarterback spot, four interceptions. It was just a rainy oh, day. Wow. It was just a bad game overall for the Titans. So like, that's just, that's tough to overcome. It's no negative or it's no uh, negative points like stretch had last week or 0.6. Like I had this week, but you know, whatever. Does Zach Moss, I did not watch a whole lot of the Colts game except for the highlights of Jonathan Taylor scoring into the end zone every five minutes, but Zach Moss is not getting it done lately. Kenny Galladay is just a ghost of his former self. Um, and this guy, T Y T Hilton, Eugene something or another <laughs> Hilton Tyler Hilton like dude just take your cash your check and just ride off into the sunset like 
I, I said it last week. I don't understand how he's on a lineup this, this year. It's 2021, 4.6 points. Um, but, you know, the good, the good news, Christian McCaffrey, 25 points. He had a very nice game with Cam back there. And got to stop and say it again. Elijah Moore, I apologize for the beating I gave you last week verbally. I did not think you could do anything. <laughs> verbally. And Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco came in and proved me wrong because eight catches on 11 targets, 141 yards and a touchdown, almost 30 points from Elijah Moore. Um, So, yeah, I'll hop over to Stretch's side. You know, Kyler Murray's out. Melvin Gordon's on by. Amari Cooper was out going into the game. Alvin Kamara was out going into the game. That's four guys that he leans on, leans on heavily to be explosive. Uh, so the fact that he can eke this one out, uh, that's just that's a really good thing for Stretch's mojo. Um, Tua gets a nice 21 points. And then I'll say Josh Jacobs this year, uh, RB24, barely hanging on, barely hanging on. He needs to be more consistent for you to be a playoff player, Stretch. Um, and it was just nice. Evans got his touchdown, and then Tony got 12 targets. So that was good to see Kadarius Tony out there again. Uh, solid performance overall for Stretch's team. Again, 114, pushing the 120 target. Debo was a fun one this week. I'll say that. Uh, eight carries, 79 yards. He was kind of like the de facto running back for the 49ers uh, with only one catch, but it didn't really matter because he ran one in the end zone. So Stretch above 500, back in there, six and five. Uh, is, uh, is Elijah Moore, like, good? Is he really good? I yeah, still he, stand more by what I said last week, personally. Uh, I, mean, I see the talent, dude. I think he's good. And, th- and the thing about it is, like, I went to the Colts game when we blew out the Jets. His 27 points there was all garbage time. They got blown out by the Bills last week. His 13 points, mostly garbage time. This one, it was a competitive game. Uh, the Jets only lost, uh, what was the final score there? 17-24. to 24. That was a competitive game the whole time. Run pass plays were in play the whole game, and he finished with eleven targets. Man, that's ah mini, mini breakout. Mini breakout is here. Uh, let's see how he plays with Zach Wilson, his quote unquote starting highest right. quality quarterback. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but this only thing I have to say here is a big win for Stretch. Um, the fact that he didn't have his guys and probably picked a good week to play Clayton. And we'll get into it more next or in the preview if if he gets any of those guys back. Um, but yeah, big win for him to really kind of keep pace and try to keep Don at bay. And we had the kind of the matchup to watch. It was the matchup to watch of the week. It was a clash on the top of the Chipotle division. And I'm gonna try to beef this one up as much as I can to really try to cushion the the absolute beatdown that assumed. Yes, I'm talking about. Aaron and team Let Russ Cook coming in at seven and three was taking on Anthony and team Uninspired Youth at six and four. And all I have to say is Jesus Christo, my goodness gracious, how about a highest scoring week in this league fantasy football history for your Tuesday evening? Good night. Final score here was Aaron. 208 yeah that's a two 200 not one two give me two of them hundreds 208 to 127 for anthony 
poor Anthony. 127 is super respectable, but my God. Um, Anthony was third highest scorer on the week. That's nuts. I feel like that happens to Anthony more than anybody. I really do. Mm-hmm. You could be fact-checked on that, but I just got a feeling. Um, he blew out the previous all-time single-week record by 13 points, which I also feel like is itself like that's another player. Not only the points, but really I, I want to say this is maybe the most impressive performance overall because usually a lot of the time when you get those high scores, it's from – you know, one person having a 50 or, a, you know, something like that. I mean, Jonathan Taylor obviously stole the headlines this week, but Austin Eckler, man, two touchdowns on the ground, two touchdowns through the air, over 100 purpose yards, uh, finished with 41 points is certainly not something to be overlooked. He is easily the running back two on the year right now. Najee Harris did his thing. He's the running back three on the year right now. Tyreek Hill with a 20-point that you expect. Devontae Adams with a 30-bomber. Kirk Cousins came in with 30. Deontay Johnson, 23. It's like there was just points everywhere, and I guess that's what you expect from a 200-point performance. Um, even the Patriots getting 26 points on Thursday Night Football is kind of kind of nuts. And my official eyeball emoji, I know Tim said it a couple weeks ago, but it's, it's here again. Darnell Mooney, 16 targets. <laughs> You only caught five of them, and if that's not a Justin Fields-Andy Dalton game, I don't know what is. But 121 yards and a tutty on the bench. You really could not have asked for a better week for Aaron this week. He even had the cojones to bench Russell Wilson in favor of Kirk Cousins, and that worked out. Um, If you go over to Anthony, who just got obliterated to no fault of his, he he was struggling this week. So obviously you had Lamar Jackson go out Sunday morning, so you got that hit. You already had Cordell Patterson out this week, so that sucked. You're still waiting on the return of Sterling Shepard. They obviously did Derrick Henry thing, but whenever you have all that problems, even CeeDee Lamb, I think, went out in the first quarter with a concussion. And this is not something you, you, you like to see. 37 points from Justin Jefferson is something that you can certainly hang your hat on. The, the other Mario bro, Adam Thielen with 22, and Travis Kelsey unsurprisingly to nobody, being the tight end one on the week is something that usually gets it done. Um, But whenever you go up against 208 points, that's not going to cut it, unfortunately. And also, you thought I would not notice it, but I noticed the Brian Edwards zero targets on the bench, okay? He had that game last week. I was a little stressed, but zero targets for my man Brian Edwards. So if you drop him, uh, admittedly, I'm going to have a hard time not picking him up. But <laughs> with this victory, Aaron goes to eight and three. Anthony falls to six and five, still second in the Chipotle division. But that all but wraps up a first round bye for Aaron. Um, one last thing. Sorry, I'm running a little long. But one last thing. I was trashing Anthony's team last week. I'm I'm partly starting to believe because even with a running back core of Miles Gaskin and Brandon Bolden, CeeDee Lamb going out in the first quarter, and Daniel Jones is your starting quarterback, you still put up 127 points. Like, if he, if his guys somehow stay healthy, he is maybe the most fragile team that we have right now. But if his guys stay healthy, he's going to be so annoying because he's going to have all of these weird names and just be putting up 150. And it's just going <laughs> to... I, it's he's going to be pissing a lot of people off. So that's all I have to say about that. Aaron, congrats. You are the owner of the new record for highest point in a week. Yeah, take a bow. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was kind of 
overwhelming, honestly, just seeing all of my guys go off like that. Um, I mean, obviously you draw it up. Overwhelming is a good word. (laughs) Yeah. You draw it up to get high point totals. Everyone could, but I, I kept watching it and like, you know, it started off good because the Patriots had 26 and I was like, wow, that's like an amazing output from a defense, but I was kind of bummed about pits, uh, with the five. So I figured I'd be able to put up a good point total, but not even close to 200. Um, so I don't think I've ever scored 200 in a fantasy matchup in my life. So, uh, it was cool to have it happen. Um, I, you know, my team has that capability if everything's hitting on all cylinders and, um, everybody, I, I think just played to their ceiling. It seemed like most of the, you know, most of them at least. So, uh, just got to figure out tight end. I know it looks like you have, uh, in our notes, Ertz over, uh, Pitts going forward, potentially. Ertz I number think six still, tight end Pitts number eight right now. I think I have the luxury the next few weeks of, uh, playing teams where I really don't think it matters what tight end I'll play. Um, but well, I'll, hopefully I'll get that figured out by playoff time because it is kind of getting annoying to have Kyle Pitts go off for 26 one week. And then he just doesn't get the targets because Matt Ryan just absolutely sucks. So he's so bad. I, yeah. He's so bad. <laughs> yeah. That, that game was brutal to watch. He, I mean, Nuts. yeah, but yeah, um, it was a great week and yeah, hopefully I can keep it up. All right. Well, we have one game remaining. Y'all know what that means. It is the game of the week. And we've got Zach and cooking up more versus Steven and Mount Passmore. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Lots go. Let's of go. Implications. For this matchup, you've got Steven, an upcoming team, and Zach is a tanking team. So who needs to win? Obviously, Steven does. And the good news for Zach, though, Tyler Lockett is alive. I repeat, Tyler Lockett is alive. After what seems like three or four weeks of just complete dormancy, if that's a word, dormant is what I was going for. Just Dorm- not really alive. Yeah. Uh, he finally comes alive, gets 15 points. You'll take that any day of the week. Dalvin Cook also did his thing. You love to see that. It's going to be crucial for Dalvin to keep it up next season for Zach when he's really trying to compete. Also wanted to note that Mark Andrews, solid 15 points as well. I feel like that dude's just been a solid uh, tight end all season. Uh, Zach had enough of his players hit their floors this week. So, uh, you know, he didn't have great point totals from the players you would expect, but the ones that are kind of his staples of his team, they all had respectable outputs and that puts you in a good position. Um, for Steven, man, AJ Dillon would have been the difference. Uh, we've, we had a bit of, uh, you know, controversy around that, but trade ended up getting revoked and uh, those points went away. So hate to see that, but you know, sometimes that's how it goes. As far as uh, Brady and Chubb did their thing, 
but really not much production elsewhere in his lineup. Uh, AJ Brown got hurt. Hope he's okay long-term, but obviously didn't help him for this week. Um, you know, Diggs had an okay game, but yeah, you just didn't really have a lot of some of those explosive players hit their uh, ceilings like you would expect. Um, CH is back. Does he crack the lineup for Steven moving forward? I think that'll be an interesting narrative to keep an eye on as we go forward. Uh, I think there's better days ahead for Steven. I still like his team. He's still a playoff team in my mind. Tough loss against Zach this week, but uh, the final score, nonetheless, 114 to 112 with Zach getting the dub and Steven moving to six and five. Steven losing. You know what that means. Alive and well. We said last week, man, like if Steven loses this week, and we'll get into a little bit more later, but even in the manner that he lost, it's like, wow. (laughs) The members of this league work hard, but our podcast curse works harder. You think you can escape, man? It's not happening. Um, Podcast curse is not what five and zero, four and zero, or something. Anthony, I need another graphic, man. Send the next one. Yeah, with the door. <laughs> yep, yep. Jeez, oh, it is alive and well. The only thing I'll say about this matchup, it was a vintage Zach performance, and what I mean by that is you got Dalvin Cook leading the way. He's going to get you over twenty, and then nobody else is going to get you over fifteen in all likelihood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hunter Renfro, Mark Andrews, Jameson Crowder. It's they're gonna get you decent points. That's gonna get you a decent total. Um it's pretty pretty good tanking team. I, I I'm looking forward to seeing him in the losers bracket. I think he's got a pretty good shot. Yeah, it's one of those where uh Steven, if he hadn't started the Buffalo Bills defense, if he just played no defense, Colt could have come up with a dub. Uh but yeah, the Colts just kind of ruined that. Minus four on the defensive spot. It's good to see Kittle get a touchdown. Diggs got a couple of touchdowns, but overall, it was just a tight game all the way down to the very last second of it. And for Zach, it's Jameson Crowder, I think, made that difference getting that touchdown. You know, Joe Flacco, elite quarterback still, slinging the ball. Duh. Moore, Jameson Crowder. Is the Pope Catholic? Talking about Joe Flacco's an elite quarterback. Come on, man. Of course he is. Um, that was your last matchup of the week. Again, congrats to Zach, the podcast. You had the podcast magic on your side. We look at the standings, and really this week all but wrapped up the Chipotle division. What I mean by that is Aaron is alone with a two-game lead at the top of the Chipotle division at 8-3, and three, with Anthony falling to second at 6-5, and five. Dawn in third um, at 5-6, and six, still clinging to a playoff spot, and I have some analysis on him later uh, that we'll get into. And then uh, Clayton, hey, and fourth, he's not last at three and eight, and Hayden uh, rounding out the Chipotle division at two and nine, and that is a seven-loss streak, Hayden, at two and nine. Uh, Kadoba, opposite of Chipotle, got a lot more interesting this week. We still got your boy, Team Fair Life at the top at eight and three. But Tim's whooping, team, Tim's statement win last year puts him in second right on my dairy air at 7-4. and four. Steven's disappointing loss could have made it even more interesting. He could have been at 7-4 and four as well, but he falls to 6-5. and five, Still in that fight for that last playoff spot 
with Stretch, who's also at six and five. Uh, Steven on top of him by points four. And then we have Zach. Call him tanking if you want, but he is playing the role of spoiler well, rounding out the Godoba division at four and seven. How we how we feeling, guys? Um, playoff picture seemingly still still fairly clear for the for the top six, but those seedings those seedings kind of took a hit this week, I think. Yeah, it's kind of scary that Zach is still in playoff contention. Technically, two games oh, back with three to it. go. <laughs> That's like saying the Lions I mean, are in playoff contention right now. <laughs> Every team in the NFL is going to make the playoffs, so that's that's besides the point. But, yeah, top-heavy still gets heavier, and those three-way battle for sixth place is going to be fun to watch over these last three weeks of the regular season. Absolutely. All right, let's get into the beloved, the rock-solid, undoubtedly positive, accurate, 1,000% of the time, the This League Power Rankings. We've got the power rankings as always. This is our week 12 power rankings. I'm nervous. Start at the bottom. (laughs) We'll start at the bottom here. And guess what, everybody? Guess who's at the bottom? Is it not Clayton? It's not. Let's go. It's not. It is the proud owner of a seven game losing streak. Country roads take Mahomes for the first time in his recent memory. Clayton climbs out of the bottom with a loss, albeit. Um, and Hayden's going to take the spot of 10 in our time. Oh, you stink! Number nine. Up one out of the basement. Clayton takes one step towards the light. The red rocket in the nine spot. You don't stink, Clayton. You're just bad. But you don't stink anymore. Well done. <laughs> You don't. It's your team. I'm sorry. It's not personal. Uh, Number eight, we have cooking up more playoff spoiler himself, friend of the curse of the podcast, Zach. (laughs) Cooking up more coming in at number eight. Did he move at all or is he stagnant? Uh, Zach has been pretty stagnant. He's actually up one from last week. Up one from last week. He kind of fell down a little bit, but the, the big win over Steven will do it. Makes sense. Staying the same, number seven. He's been number seven for a few weeks now. That's Team Don Perignon. And my, oh, my, just hit me that if you could go back to the week where he didn't set his lineup, he would be tied mm-hmm. for the playoff spot. Man, if only, if only. Number six, staying the same. This is his spot, his spot alone. Super Camario or Matt Ryan sucks or Matt Ryan's great or Adrian Peterson's daycare. Pick a name. <laughs> Come on. Like it's all right. It's all right. Number six, Super Camario stretch off a nice win stays there. Number five. This is the one that was all over the place, but staying. Yeah. Staying at number five, Anthony okay. team uninspired youth, man. Third highest score on the week loses to a 208 point team and stays at five but i mean he's scoring we're seeing it we're he's all over the place in these rankings man coming in at a tie for number three what is this soccer 
And that would be between Stephen and Mount Passmore. And that would put Stephen at the same from last week. And then that brings down one, Chris and Team Fairlife. Let's be, let's be positive here. Stephen moves up one, and I stay the same at three. <laughs> Both tied at three. There we go. That's right. Third best team in the power rankings. And that puts number two. I'm climbing back up, boys. Nixon right, administration right. up two spots. Been bouncing around the past couple of weeks with some up and down performances, but a very nice Jonathan Taylor-led team right now. And, of course, after 208 points, I mean, need we beat a dead horse, 208 points, 208 points. Two, it, it is real. It's not a dream. To That's a 202. 208, Aaron, and let Russ Cook at the top of the power rankings again. That's a few weeks in a row. Uh, Got to be feeling good about those playoff hopes. And like Chris said, all but locked up the bye with two-game lead with three to go. And that will conclude the Week 12 power rankings. No shockers there, I don't think. Um, I'd be curious, did you guys have Steven above me? I think I did. I did too. I did not. Okay. By by a couple of slots, so that's why it kind of evened out. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, there you have it. Power rankings, I don't think any big shots. Congrats congrats to Clayton for moving out of 10. Yeah. You go, big dog. Let's go. Let's go. Christian McCaffrey, get on his back and don't let go. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the week 12 preview, uh, we got a we got an announcement here. Where's the where's the button, Chris? There it is. That's right. You got the commissioner hat, the commissioner tie, and the commissioner suit on to remind you trade deadline is this week. And per the constitution of this league, the trades must be accepted before the kickoff on Thursday's games of week 12. So that's Thanksgiving. You know, everybody's going to be walk, eating turkey, watching the games all day long. Get your trades in, get them accepted before the kickoff on Thursday. But Tim, what if I have two players playing Sunday? But I mean, as long as you get those trades in before the games on Thursday, it doesn't matter. That's right. Before the 1230 kickoff of the Bears and Lions games, get those trades in and accepted. No trades will be processed after that. Okay. And before we get to the week 12 preview, uh, we, 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 we talked amongst hosts and we agreed that the trade ring needs a break. It is blood soaked. It is dented. The cleaning crew is working on it. It has been busy, especially with trade deadline week coming up. Right, I know. So imagine this being like ready. A, grand finale. I know. Not just being this being a little undercard, little sparring type thing. Uh, we did have a trade go down. Obviously, there were some discussions about it potentially going on last week. After some league stuff. Uh, we decided to make it go through this week, but the trade still happened. And yes, I'm talking about between two teams in the Cadoba division. It was between your boy, Team Fairlife, and uh, Steven and Mount Passmore. And the trade was Steven receives running back A.J. Dillon, Mr. Big Quad himself. And your boy received a 2022 first round pick. Fellas, any thoughts on that? Um, I think it's pretty even. Obviously, I'm part of the trade, but I'd be interested to hear real quick how you guys feel about that. Yes, yeah, just some quick thoughts. Is uh, 
it just makes sense from a win now perspective for Steven. He's trying to compete this year. So getting AJ Dillon with that volume that he'll get at least for next week, if not uh, the week after that too, um, will definitely, I think, help him, especially in his flex spots. He's been weak there. Yeah, I think AJ Dillon is a strong dynasty candidate. He's still young. He's, you know, he hasn't really been road in the NFL like a lot of these running backs have. He's going to have fresh legs whenever he takes over somewhere or if, you know, Aaron Jones still struggles to come back. That being said, anytime a first round pick is involved, it gets the eyes of the league. You know, it, it was a pretty overall, overall pretty fair trade. I think you capitalize at the right time on AJ Dillon and Steven gets him at a time of need. Yeah. Um, and let's now I'm now I'm I'm rooting for you, Steven, to lose in the first round or somehow make it to the loser's bracket and win that whole thing. Um, but yeah, I figured pretty simple trying to capitalize on the value while I can. Who knows with a four year deal for Aaron Jones? Obviously, that's that's on the table mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, figured I'd get the value while I can. All right. That is a trade. Let's get into the week 12 preview. Welcome back, you sexy Broncos and you feisty Rams. From your bye week, we are glad to have you back. And we are sending away the Cardinals and the Chiefs to have a great turkey day with your families as they are on bye this week. The first matchup we are going to get into, it is the Battle of the Light Skins, round two this year, I believe. And yes, I'm talking about, and also, the only inter-conference game this week. And of course, I'm talking about your boy, Team Fairlife. Chris coming in on an eight and three, taking on a desperate Dawn team at five and six. Five and wow. Five Ooh. and six. We know what you're thinking about. <laughs> Horny. Um, no, I'm not. Uh Dawn, five and six, needing to win. Take it away, Aaron. <laughs> Questionable. All right. Staying in. Uh, <laughs> so with this matchup here. Chris out the gate with a 91% chance of victory. As of this writing, um, usually anybody who's playing Don is going to have a 90 plus percent chance of winning this early in the week because Don hasn't adjusted his lineup whatsoever. Um, Exhibit A again, Michael Carter, he's out. He's in his lineup. Uh, And then Nicole Hardman is a flex on by, which is weird. That'll do it. Uh, that'll do it, though. That'll do it. So, assuming Don, you know, fixes his lineup, you can't assume it. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see if he does. Uh, that um, percentage chance will decrease. But uh, when you take a look at the matchup, I think uh, Turkey Day for Chris is going to be pretty crucial. My boy's going to eat. He's going to eat. Yep. It's got, it's got Josh Allen, Zeke. Uh, t- TJ Hawkinson and then also David Montgomery all playing on Thanksgiving. So it can be pretty busy watching all of them hopefully have good outputs. Um, some tough matchups across the board, though, I will say um, for Chris, especially at the wide receiver position, Keenan Allen at Denver. It's always pretty tough to play in the mile high city. Michael Pittman versus Tampa Bay. Um, and you got Josh Allen at New Orleans. They've been a decent 
uh, defense this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds uh, for Don. Man, that combo of Godwin and McLaurin looks real nice for him now. Uh, I like how that looks in his lineup. He's also got Aaron Rodgers that'll be playing against the Rams, but you know he's been cooking. So I think those three guys in and of themselves are going to probably keep him uh, in contention. Gibson as well is a nice piece. Hopefully he falls in the end zone a couple times. Um, I think this is a get-right game for Chris, though. I think he's got uh, enough across the board to pull it out, but I don't think Don's going to go away quietly. I do think that this will be a somewhat close game that in the end Chris might win by, you know, 10 points or so. Uh, But I do have Chris winning it. I'm going to close my eyes and squint and kind of just say – I. I'm going to pick Don. I got to make up some ground in the pickums games. And I think you know, assuming we do get that lineup set, Aaron, you, you sold me with a couple of those tough matchups and Saquon just coming back and getting six carries. I think it feels like they're going to ease him in a little bit. So I don't know that he's quite got the, the floor yet. Um, and I'll ride Don here on a hot hand chasing the playoffs. Chris off a couple of low scoring weeks. I'll, uh, I'll roll the dice here. I'll take Don. See you later, Jason Garrett in New York. You had a fourth and one on like the Tampa 30 with Saquon Barkley, and you like did a bootleg to like Darius Tony or something. Like I right. Give give the man the ball. Bye. He, is, he is your best freaking offensive player. I will say six targets off your first game with a negative game script. I'll take that. Hopefully he can bounce back. Tampa a tough run defense as well. But um yeah, I, I'm going to take myself as well. I think really the only conundrum I have is it is it the king, or is it or is it the quarterback one Jalen Hurts this week? Like Ooh, not wow, a quarterback you got one both of them on your lineup. Wow, the quarterback one. Um, so I don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> I I don't want to I don't want to bench the king, but at New Orleans is a tough environment, especially on Thanksgiving night. Um, so yeah, you have two for Chris, one for Don, Tim being the black sheep. I love it. Uh, we're going to go on to the next game. Uh, we have Hayden in country roads, take Mahomes at two and nine. Yikes. Taking on an Anthony team that is in need of a victory at six and five coming into this one. And as I mentioned, Hayden on a solid, just prime, beautiful, pristine, seven-game losing streak. I love to see it. Um, and you got to think, hey, let's, it's, it's only way is up from here, right? And you'd be wrong. It literally does not look like it's going to get any better. Obviously, with the news of Chris Carson being out for the year, um, you know it's bad when you're putting, you know, Allen Robinson back into your lineup. Uh, and in case you were wondering, that is wide receiver 67, Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. You're also missing out on Patrick Mahomes, you're missing out on James Conner this week. Um, I guess a positive you could take is he is only starting one tight end this week. And the Muth, uh, he's getting the he's getting the start, and of course you get the return of Cooper Cup as well. Um, but maybe the the most throw up of them all, <laughs> he's starting David Johnson. <laughs> Ooh, has he had any? Like, does he still do anything? Oh, man. His last uh, totals were a 6, 7, 1, 10, point one, 10, 7, 1. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he gets – I get David Johnson this – or uh, Anthony gets David Johnson this week. So He's T.Y. Hilton as a running back. 
Good like comp. That. Good comp. I like, that. I like that too. That's good. Um, but hey, for him, Tim mentioned earlier, but Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick got paid. So they're going to be great for whichever quarterback that the Broncos get next year, preferably Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers or uh, Russ. Huh? Pretty good core down there. Pretty good core. Maybe he's looking forward to next year. Uh, Hayden, that is, with his wide receivers. When it comes to Anthony, um, outside of Travis Kelsey being out, which is obviously a big out, but I think he's got all of his dogs in this week, assuming health, uh, assuming Lamar Jackson comes back, assuming Cordero comes back. Uh, keep your eyes on C.D. Lamb, though. I think that could potentially swing the matchup if you have to pivot to a Miles Gaskin, you know, Corey Davis or something like that. Um, that could knock hole in your in in your team, but outside of that, you really don't have any excuse to not get the win. I don't think. Um, even your matchups are, while they're not fantastic, um, they should be. They shouldn't be enough to really hold you back from what is a seven consecutive loss Hayden team. I'm taking Anthony, and again, I I say all this stuff about his team, but he's gonna just put up 140 again because it's what he does. So uh, I'm going to take Anthony this week rather easily, and I think he uh, gets gets back on the hop. Yep, easy Anthony this week. I think uh, Hayden's eight eight loses, eight losses coming up. Eight loses in a row. Eight loses. Gosh, I, I do hope for Hayden's sake he keeps competitive, but man, two and ten, that would be that would be tough to swallow. <laughs> yeah, David Johnson, baby, David Johnson. All right. We're going, so we have a clean sweep for Anthony there, thinking he's going to get back to seven and five and put himself right back into the contender talk. On to the next matchup we go. We have the hottest team coming off of a two, 200 performance. And yes, I'm talking about Aaron and let Russ Cook at eight and three, taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket at three and eight. And by gosh, I hope this doesn't get too ugly. Yeah, we've got currently an 80% chance of victory for Aaron. Uh, Going to keep rolling with Kirk Cousins. I think that's the right move. We all agree on that. Russ just doesn't look good. Eckler's got a little bit tougher of a matchup. We've talked about it, you know, at Denver. Um, currently rocking Mark Ingram. Um, Kamara is still questionable. He still has not practiced. So you got, you know, I'll take a step back and mention that you got D. Williams and Tyreek Hill on a bye. And Zach Ertz. So for this week, Kyle Pitts will stay in the lineup. Um, other than that, you know, the only thing to really talk about is Steelers and Bengals game. Because last time they played, the Bengals just whooped them. And Najee had, what, was that his 19 target game, I believe? Was that the was it, was at home versus the Bengals? So uh, yep. who knows what that'll, ha- what that'll be. And for Clayton, Christian McCaffrey, you know, hopefully he gets you 50. Still rocking with Zach Moss. Still rocking with T.Y. Hilton. Love it. Can I say it again? Colt, go Colts. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think Devonta Freeman's got to find a way into the lineup. I think, you know, throw some darts out there this part of the season and get Noah Fanton there, even though Gronk's back. But, I, I mean, Clayton just doesn't have the pieces right now, and Aaron is hot, hot, hot and rolling. Um, so I'm picking Aaron here. Yep, picking Aaron as well. Uh, not really much to add there. Maybe he won't put up 200 points without, you know, Tyree Kill and Daryl Williams, but maybe he'll put up, you know, 180. Yeah, don't challenge him. <laughs> <laughs> back to back 200s. 
No, I think uh, even if I just have what I'm capable of, which, you know, I think 140, 150 is, is not out of the question, even with Tyreek on by, I think that gets me enough. Um, I think Clay would have a hard time uh, keeping up with that. So I think, uh, yeah, I win pretty easily this week. And there you have it, Clayton. You could you could shock the world here. Not a lot of analysis there. We think you're just kind of you're kind of lunch meat heading into Aaron's lunchbox. But hey, maybe you can. I'll be the biggest biggest upset of the year if that were to happen. We're behind you, man. I would say you should have hopped on the pod, but it does not work that way. So we'll move on to the next matchup. We have Mister Spoiler himself. I'm talking about Zach and Cooking Up Mo coming in at four and seven. Taking on Tim and the Amixon administration coming off of that statement victory in the Cadova division last week, coming in at seven and four. Yes, sir. And at this current writing, the Mixon administration and Tim Raider, 83% chance of victory against Zach and cooking up more. And I think when you first take a look at this matchup, you've got some. NFL matchups that should be pretty high scoring. I would think Um, the Dallas Raiders game looks like could possibly be uh, some high scoring. If that does get out of hand, you know, Dallas gets hot. I think there'll be some good garbage time stuff for Waller Uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati should be a a pretty uh, good game. Not sure like how high scoring it'll be, but I think plenty of opportunities for the game script to be right for, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon to have big games. Uh, And then, you know, Metcalf, Monday night against Washington. If Russ can figure it out, I think this could be a really big game for Metcalf. They just don't have anybody in their secondary that can keep up with him. Um, As for uh, Zach, you know, I think with his team, it's interesting for Zach, right? Because he's got Michael Gallup in the lineup. Now, typically – Michael Gallup would be, you know, eh, he's like a wide receiver three, maybe four this week. I mean, you got Amari Cooper out on COVID protocols. You possibly have CD lamb. Who's not going to be playing depending on if he can get past the concussion protocol. So who is that going to throw to? Right. And if that's Michael Gallup, that could be a pretty big game for him. And this is a strategy that kind of went into my decision to play Kirk Cousins, just besides the fact I don't think Russ is ready yet, is if you play a quarterback who is playing, you know, who has a receiver on the opposite team, you negate touchdowns, right? So, like, in my matchup with Anthony, he had Adam Thielen and also Justin Jefferson, but I didn't feel the impact of that 37 from Justin Jefferson as much because any touchdown he had, he got so did Kirk. So right. I feel like that that is something that will possibly come into play. If CD lamb does sit out um, Javante Williams, Dalvin cook, they both look pretty nice there. They just need to give Javante the rock already, man. He just looks like a stud in the making. And then, you know, Lockett could explode if Russ is back. Andrews is solid. So, I mean, I don't think this is going to necessarily be a blowout by any means. I think Zach does have some hope here. Uh, But I do think that Tim, just across the board, has a little bit too much for him to overcome. And I I do think he cruises to a victory. 
I am picking Zach here. Actually, I'm, I'm predicting a, a maybe like a trap game kind of thing here for Tim. He's coming off the huge win, got himself right back into that first round by territory last week with his huge win. And this this matchup reminds me of, of course, this will be forever ingrained into my mind and my nightmares. But my week one whooping that stretch gave me. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of that because obviously you got the studs in the lineup, but just a lot of their matchups just don't make you feel that good. Of course, I, w- I would have talked about Jonathan Taylor going up against a tough Bills running defense last week, and you freaking saw what he did. So I would say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running defense is usually pretty stout, um, but with Jonathan Taylor, he might just be matchup proof at this point. Um, but again, Dak and, and, the, and the Raiders, uh, you can see that game being kind of ugly. Detroit and Chicago, maybe not a lot of scoring opportunities there. You got a division matchup between the Bengals and the and the uh, the Steelers. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. Like on paper, obviously Tim should win this, but when you again, Aaron mentioned the CD Land thing with Michael Gallup, Javante Williams coming off a bye, maybe he gets, maybe the Denver's Broncos organization wakes up and sees that he is even statistically, like if you look at just metrics, he is such a freaking good running back. And we could be looking at Javante Williams' uh, revenge game here. Tim gave up on him too early. Too early. He's coming back. He's here to prove himself. And, of course, you have uh, Dalvin Cook and Matthew Stafford. That will keep you in any matchup. Um, the Tyler Lockett DK Metcalf is an interesting, interesting look. Because I feel like, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but the two games that Russell Wilson's been back, I feel like one of them has done well. Not really both. Um, that could be wrong. But... It will be interesting to see who gets the lucky touchdown throws in that matchup, if there even are any. So um, I'm picking Zach. This is kind of like my upset of the week that I'm going with. I just got some feelings in me that I think Zach is more consistent here and shocks us all and takes down Tim. You know, all that being said, I'm picking Zach in this matchup as well. I think Mojo from last week. Um, coupled with two things. I am honestly scared of DK Metcalf right now, being my you know wide receiver I need to lean on with Hopkins still being out or on by this week. Please come back healthy next week. Um, I just haven't seen it out of Russ. I'd rather have Geno Smith slinging him the ball. And you said it. I am what terrified. Wow. Terrified. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. It's going to keep me up at night of Javante Williams. He was my son. I loved him. I drafted him. I, I traded him for Chase a ring. I just have a gut feeling that he's going to get his first 30, 35 point game this week. He's pissed. He's coming. I'm scared of, I'm scared of him. Like I, I'll love him still. Like he's always going to be one of my guys, but I just, I think, I think Zach's going to be able to, to pull off something here a little bit. And sneaky, sneaky might still be in playoff contention. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Second time. All right, well, you got one for Tim. What the crap? I was supposed to be like the cool guy that's, you know, being edgy. (laughs) You had one for Tim. Two picks for Zach. Wow, that's interesting. Um, Okay, let's go into our last matchup. You know what that means. It is the 
matchup to watch this week. It is a Cadoba clash with all of the playoff implications you could ever want. And yes, I'm talking about Steven and Mount Passmore coming in at six and five, taking on his close counterpoint, Kyle Stretch. And Matt Ryan sucks at six and five as well. And I'm declaring this a win and your end game. Um, I think if you win the playoffs, you don't even have to stress about anything anymore. Um, but I forgot to mention it in my or in the Chris and Don preview section. But guys, I think no matter what happens, both of these guys are in because I was dabbling around earlier after here's Don's remaining schedule. He plays me this week and then he plays Anthony and Aaron. You gotta tough. you gotta think he he's gotta win out if he wants to try to make it into the playoffs. And with that schedule, uh, and you got the remaining schedule of Steven being um, Aaron after this week, and then me, which is certainly not easy. And then Stretch's remaining z- schedule is Tim and then Zach. So those are, you got to think both are maybe a little easier than, than Don's. But either or, this is definitely a win and you are in game, even for seating purposes. Maybe you can be the higher seat going in here. But um, Stretch really, unfortunately for him, is coming into this one limping. Uh, Kamara still hasn't practiced this week. Kyler on bye, which is probably a blessing from the gods. Um, Amari Cooper already ruled out. So he's really going to be having to lean on Mike Evans. Can you guys guess what ranking Mike Evans is this year? 17. Uh, I'm going to say 26. Mike Evans is wide receiver seven. I feel like he does this every year. Where it's like, what? you're not really intimidated when you see him, and then, you know, all of a sudden he has four catches for 160 yards and two tutties. It's like, he's only got one game over 30 points this year. Wide receiver seven? Is he just nuts. really consistent? I, I don't know. Tim, you have the game log pulled up. I, I don't know. I didn't look at it. I just saw the number. I, I wouldn't even say consistency. I mean, four, he's got some 14, 12 in a row. He had a four in one week. He had another 14 and a five. I mean, all over the place. And he, but, like, even those explosive, explosive games aren't that explosive. But, wow. Why is she for seven? Anyway, I thought that was a cool little tidbit. But uh, you can lean on Mike Evans or you can lean on freaking Debo Samuel, who is a god, uh, the best running back, the best wide receiver on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, but other than that, you got to hope that those guys come back for stretch. He even had Amari – or not Amari Cooper. Adrian Peterson waved today. I don't know if you guys caught that. He's not even a Titan anymore. So that big fab, that big fab drop was absolutely in vain. So, uh, But when you look at Steven um, – He's really kind of got all his dogs this week, I think, besides maybe like CEH. Uh, he, he's got everybody. He's got the Chubb, the Fournette, Diggs, Brown, Kittle, James Robinson. No excuse for him to not show up and perform. Uh, and I say all that, uh, this just has a stretch week written all over it, doesn't it? He's coming in, he's on a win, and he's just going to piss everybody off and shock it. I feel like he always plays well around the holidays. Maybe that Camara six touchdown performance is forever ingrained in my mind, but um, yeah, I think I think Stretch gets it done this week. I think he somehow comes out on top and really kind of gets into some good grooving before the before the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're right. This this has Stretch written all over it. I'm taking Stretch. 
Uh, I've got eyes on Mike Evans. You know, you said it, but, you know, in the Dome at Indianapolis, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of points up in that game. Uh, um, Rocky course, Sin, please. Of course, you got, <laughs> of course, Debo Samuel. Um, and I, I just think that, I don't know if I'm going to call it a hangover or what, but I think Stretch is going to be able to eke this one out. I will say uh, it's currently blank in Stevens, but you can expect AJ Dillon to be put into that other stre- to that other flex position, which is you can maybe expect RB one numbers. But Aaron, who you got? I'm going Steven, um, and I don't know if it'll be particularly close. Um, not sure what you guys are seeing, but I see Nick Chubb. I see Stephon Diggs. A.J. Brown, I think, still has a chance to play. Uh, James Robinson, A.J. Dillon. I like all of those names better than Josh Jacobs, Jimmy Garoppolo, Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy. I like it way better. So I think that he'll get consistent output out of them. And you just, outside of Debo, uh, I have no idea what to expect in Stretch's lineup. So. I get the whole theory of this feels like a stretch week because you would have random people go off because it's stretch, but in my mind, it's yeah, I really just don't think it'll be that close if on paper it, it stays logical. You can tell this league has a culture. This league has a culture because, like you said, on paper, it shouldn't even be that close. And Steven, but we all just know stretch. We know what he's going to do, he's going to piss everybody it, off. He's just gonna come out and win this game, and you know it, Aaron. You you can do I your know. you do your analytics all you want. You know Stretch is gonna win this game, and it's gonna piss yeah. me off. It's gonna piss you off. <laughs> it's yep. gonna piss the yep. betters off. He's gonna bet. win like he's gonna win like one eighteen to one oh eight. That or like one sixty to one fifteen or something. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's gonna happen. So two guys for Stretch, one guy for Steven. Um, barring catastrophe, both of these guys should be in the playoffs, but you can never be too safe in this league. You need to get your dubs. Let's send these boys home. Nice. As always, follow us on all of the social medias. And by all the social medias, I mean Twitter and Instagram. You can find us with our new little, pretty little logo you might be looking at on your phone right now. Of course, you can find us at this league underscore pod. Would appreciate a follow. Good place to follow along and share the website. I think I've forgotten. I have not. It's still under construction. Hope to have that up by playoff time. And as always, when you get the logo, when you get the website, finally, you get these beautiful podcasts. The least you could do is at least subscribe. You know, you don't even got to listen. Just, you know, play to the background or something. Just subscribe. Make us feel good. Leave a review. Share us with your friends. And as always, just like drown the like button with love and turkey gravy, gravy. this week. Yeah. Yes. yes. You heard- Dude, I was going to say chop it up with some onions, carrots, uh-huh. and celery, mm. and stuff it in that bird. Bake it. Just bake the like button. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Like bake it to like a light brown crisp. No, no. You should just char the like button. Just char the fuck out of it. Dude, I, you get a little char on it. That's nice. I think you could a little homemade whipped cream, you know, put some heavy whipping cream, a little bit of Ooh. sugar, and that like Ooh. button in there. Just whip it on high. Now whip that like button, baby. Do like creme brulee stuff. That's what happens when you burn Ooh. the sugar and like gets hard oh, yeah. and you just put the like button oh, under yeah. it. 
crack it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. I'm hungry. Oh my god. <laughs> Just click it. All right guys. Well, um thank you all for listening this week. I am going to go enjoy my mac and cheese cuz I'm 5 years old. You guys can think whatever you want, but uh yeah, I'm busy. I'm going to go eat my mac and cheese. So I'm Chris signing off. Love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving everybody. Peace. Go on get Chris get some dino nuggets at while you're at it too. Test, test, one, two, test, test, one, two. Make sure we go Three, four, like five, everybody this. in the club. So come on, let's ride to the liquor store. I don't wanna. Boom, boom. Just let you ride out on that one. <laughs> <laughs>